This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillahi wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in. All praise is indeed due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless him, his household, his companions, to bless every one of us, to grant us goodness in the dunya and the akhirah, and to bless the offspring who shall be coming right up to the end of time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us and them steadfast on the deen. My brothers and sisters, you and I know that today is a Friday. It is not like the other days of the week. We also know that the month of Ramadan is not similar to any other month in this Hijri calendar, the Islamic calendar that we have. We also know that the days of Hajj, for example, or in Muharram, we have the beautiful days of Muharram and we have the 10th of it. We do realize that the days are not equal, the months are not all equal in Islam. Some are more blessed than others. And if a person is not softened on those days, then we should understand that there is a problem. For example, when certain things happen in our lives, they happen in order to soften us. But sometimes they make us even harder. They make us harder. And if that is the case, then there is something wrong. Now, every one of us is searching for the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides to inflict us with hardship in order for us to soften up, to get closer to Him, so that we can then attain His mercy. It's amazing how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works. Therefore, don't look at the negatives and think to yourself that this is just the wrath and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you know you are trying to please Allah. But when you know that you are not trying to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then even a mosquito that is flying close to you, you should be worried of. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. So the idea is to try. We are human beings. We falter. We make mistakes. We do things we're not proud of. Every one of us, we may have done things that perhaps we would not want to repeat. That is part and parcel of Allah's plan. Allah sees, do you understand what is my plan? Do you remember? Do you soften up? Do you become closer to Allah? How many of us, due to sickness, we've become so close to Allah because we've realized nothing helps. Sometimes you have a beautiful human being, sometimes you have a beautiful human being, subhanAllah, who is so healthy, they go to the gym every day, they perhaps eat healthy, they do everything in the best possible way, but guess what happens? They suddenly have a heart attack. And they were a person who was least expected to go through that from a human perspective. And then they start asking, why did this happen to me? I am so health conscious. I eat so well. I am at the gym every other day. It has happened to you because Allah wants to show you who is in control. That's all. There's no other reason. 
Allah wants you to know who is in charge, who is in control. It does not mean that Allah dislikes you, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you an opportunity to gain closeness to Him, to understand, oh man, you are helpless. Like I said moments ago, one mosquito should worry you when you are distant from Allah, but if you are trying to become close to Allah, don't worry. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on us. I want to spend the next few minutes, inshallah, speaking about an important topic. I knew I was coming to Cape Town. You and I know that we have an issue in Cape Town that is glaring us in the face. I don't want to talk about it. The reason is, I guess and I presume that almost every other week and everywhere you go, people are speaking about the same thing. We need to speak about something else connected indeed. Connected indeed. But... It is somehow different. Why is it that when I call out to Allah, I feel sometimes that Allah has not responded? Do you feel that sometimes? Well, it's the weakness of faith. That's what it is. SubhanAllah. It's easy for someone to say that, but please give me a deeper explanation. Right? When you say, I'm making dua to Allah, people say, well, Allah always hears you. Yes, that's in the hadith. Allah definitely hears you. And Allah gives you what He knows is better for you. Yes, I believe that. But look, my conviction sometimes, subhanallah, it differs from person to person. Right? So what do I need, my brothers and sisters, when you call out to the Almighty, you need one, one quality that many of us forget about. And that is a relationship with Him. Subhanallah. A relationship with Allah. You need to have a relationship with that maker of yours. You know, I look at you and I see faces I recognize, mashallah, beautiful. Some I may not recognize, but guess what? They are still beautiful. If I want something from you, subhanallah, may Allah not make it that we need anything from each other, but subhanallah, may it be really part and parcel of our goodness that we assist each other. If I needed something from you, I need to have a relationship with you. Salam alaikum. I greet you every week, every week. Two years later, I say, you know what? I need this. You say, not to mention. Don't even worry. Don't even ask. I'll do it for you right now. Five minutes, it's done. Subhanallah. Why? Because I had a good relationship from the days I did not need anything. Subhanallah. Suddenly, if I see a man and I've not had any relationship with him, or someone, no relationship, and I need something from him or from, meaning from that particular person, a man in this case, just an example, and I say, uncle, I need 10,000 rands from you now. You say, what are you talking about, man? I mean, we saw the beggars outside there, may Allah grant them ease. Look, they must be struggling. May Allah grant them ease. I'm not encouraging begging, but at the same time, I'm saying we need to learn a lesson. And we need to make dua for them because a lot of them are desperate. If it was not the case, they probably wouldn't be there. But we see them, how many would actually give them. Today I want to teach you something. We all have to give. Whether you like it or not. You see a beggar, it is compulsory for you to give. If you don't, you are sinful. You are sinful. You must be thinking, how? How? I'd rather become a beggar. It's a new sort of a thing. If it's far out to give, then obviously I'd rather quit my job. And I'll become a rich person. No, I didn't say cash. I didn't say money. I didn't say kind. You have to give. Give them what? From the compassion that Allah has given you. 
Irhamu man fil ardi, irhamkum man fil sama. Have mercy upon those on earth. The one in the heavens will have mercy upon you. So when you pass by the beggars, they were placed there and installed there. And Allah tested you. It's a test for them too. Some might be fraudulent. Who knows? Don't let that cross your mind. The minimum you could do is say, Oh Allah, help them. And walk away. Subhanallah. Did you give them? You gave them sometimes something way beyond what money could have given them. Subhanallah. So when I say a person begging, you have to give. Give them what? Minimum, your feelings, your dua. Don't let it become negative. That's why in Surah Al-Duha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, As for the beggar, the one who is begging, don't rebuke them, don't disrespect them, don't abuse them. Subhanallah. How many of us have ever thought of it that you know what? Beggar, it's my duty to give. Give what? Subhanallah. Minimum is a prayer, a good thought. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us think good about one another, even if we're not the type of beggars that we are speaking about, but in another way, we are beggars. Ya O people, you are indeed beggars unto Allah. You are in absolute need of Allah. Allah is independent. Allah is independent. He doesn't need you at all. Nor does He need to give you what He has given you. So go back to the question. Sometimes I call out to Allah and I feel, subhanAllah, it hasn't happened the way I want it. Let me explain. Like I said, you need a relationship with Allah. You need the mercy of Allah. If you have the mercy of Allah, you will have what you want and what you wish. Because you know it is the mercy of Allah that has given me. And I know that I'm getting the mercy of Allah. So the big question, how am I going to achieve the mercy of Allah? How? Number one, always seek the forgiveness of Allah. It's something we lack. The Prophet used to seek the forgiveness of Allah 70 to 100 times a day. Wallahi, we've said it so much, but many of us, myself included, sometimes we haven't sought the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala anywhere near the extent to which the one who did not need it, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sought it. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, perfect. What did he need? Did he need to seek the forgiveness of Allah? No. But he did so. I show you one of the reasons is to earn the mercy of Allah. Ask Allah's forgiveness. And it's different from a human being. If someone told me every few minutes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, forgive me. I'm sorry, forgive me. I would get irritated with them at a certain point. But with Allah, it's the total opposite. The more you ask, the more he becomes pleased with you. And the greater the chance of the mercy of Allah descending upon you. When that happens, your dua is answered. Because you know Allah loves you. So my brothers and sisters, point number one, don't forget it. Seek the forgiveness of Allah every day. Now we would be hypocrites if we sought the forgiveness of Allah on one hand. And the other hand, we kept drilling that hole, subhanAllah. We kept going through where we were not supposed to go. We kept doing that which was earning the wrath of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, when you are seeking forgiveness, you abandon sin. You promise Allah, you're becoming a better person, subhanAllah. And if shaitan makes you fall once again, 
Come back immediately to Allah. Immediately. Don't become despondent. People say, I sought the forgiveness of Allah, but I fell again. And I sought it again and I fell again. Don't count how many times that happened. Don't. Keep on seeking the forgiveness of Allah. It's a sign of the mercy of Allah upon you. The urge within a person to seek the forgiveness of Allah is already, is already a sign that that person believes. Now do you realize why you're going to earn the mercy of Allah? When you don't feel like seeking the forgiveness of Allah, it's a sign that there is something wrong with your core belief. Iman is lacking. That's why the Prophet says, إِذَا سَرَّتْكَ حَسَنَتُكَ وَسَاءَتْكَ سَيِّئَتُكَ فَأَنْتَ مُؤْمِنٌ If your good deed makes you happy with yourself, and if your bad deed makes you regret, it's a sign that you're a true believer. Wow, subhanallah. Have you thought of it? I think every single one of us, we're seated in the house of Allah. If we were to do something wrong, even if it's a habitual sin, may Allah help us eradicate those sins. I promise you, we would regret. No true believer can actually just sit and be excited about a sin without thinking in the heart that, you know what? This is something I need to quit. Subhanallah. Good news to you. It's a sign of Iman. If it was not for the Iman, person would not think that way. So number one, we seek the forgiveness of Allah. Number two, learn to be merciful towards the creatures of Allah. Because Allah says, لَا يَرْحَمِ اللَّهُ مَنْ لَا يَرْحَمِ النَّاسِ Allah does not have mercy upon those who don't have mercy upon other people. Not Muslims. The hadith doesn't say only the Muslims. I must be merciful towards Muslims alone. Yes, you must be merciful towards Muslims, but it goes beyond that to the non-Muslims, to those who differ from you or with you, to those perhaps who are not even part of your species. I'm talking here of animals. I'm talking of birds. The ecosystem have mercy upon the creatures of Allah. That's why the previous hadith that I quoted, irhamu man fil man sama, is unique. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, have mercy upon what is on earth. Subhanallah. Have mercy upon those on earth. And Allah will have mercy. The one in the heavens will have mercy on you. You see how unique the wedding is. Have mercy upon those on earth. Those includes everything. Do you not agree? Everyone. We've heard of the ahadith where merciful behavior towards or compassionate behavior towards an animal has earned the person forgiveness and jannah, etc., etc., you want the mercy of Allah? Change your ways and habits. Cut out pride. Allah does not like pride. Become a humble person and you have the mercy of Allah. When you have the mercy of Allah, you call out to Allah, you will be convinced Allah has heard it. And you know what? I'm set. Whatever Allah does for me now is through His mercy. If He kept it away from me, it's His mercy. If He gave it to me, it's His mercy. SubhanAllah. Why? I've got a good relationship with Allah. I developed it by having a good relationship with the creatures of Allah. Something special to Allah needs to be special to you. Why would Allah make the creation if it was not special to Him? SubhanAllah. So be mindful of your relationship with one another. Like I said, cut out the arrogance. Cut out the pride. Some of us cannot even greet each other. Subhanallah. Some of us don't even smile. 
even in our own homes. Some of us, when we get into the house, we have a relationship with our children such that if they made a mistake or two, that's it. Throw them out. But those are your children. If we were to flick people off just because of a mistake they made, everyone would be flicked off. Because we all make mistakes. And this is why I plead with those who are married to help your spouse when they have erred. Rather than just first call, first port of call, break the marriage. That's the advice people are giving today. Astaghfirullah. That's why we find more divorce than marriage. If 50 people got married in the month, 60 have got divorced. That's what's happening now. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. I really plead with you, if you want the mercy of Allah, be patient, be a patient person with all others and Allah will be patient with you. It's something common. Subhanallah, we're not prepared to forgive and we want the forgiveness of Allah. If you want the forgiveness of Allah, find it in your heart to forgive those who sometimes it's quite difficult to forgive. Especially when they are family members. Because in that way, you have shunned the devil. And Allah will reward you for that. Indeed, Allah does not need to forgive you and I. But He will because He sees a quality within you that is beautiful. What is it? Find it in your heart to forgive. Even though it was very, very difficult. I really didn't want to do this. But oh Allah, for you I'm doing it. So if you want the mercy of Allah, you need to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy should be called upon by good deeds. Do good deeds. Increase your good deeds. And Allah's mercy will descend. Decrease the bad and Allah's mercy will descend. You see it. You will feel it. Then when you call out to Allah, Allahumma aghithna ghaytham mughitham mari'am mari'an nafi'an ghayra bar ajilan ghayra ajil. That is a powerful sunnah dua for rain. You will find not just the clouds that come about and tease you, but you will find proper rainfall because you know that the mercy of Allah is going to come. If every one of us changes his or her life, in a positive way, I promise you the mercy of Allah will descend upon us. And this is why there are certain things that block the mercy of Allah. One of them is sin. Two, the second is pride and arrogance, which is also sinful, where we become proud, we think we're better. You know, I'll give you an example. There are certain things like oxygen. Every one of us needs wealthy, poor, no matter what race, no matter what nationality, no matter how much knowledge, no matter... What denomination a person is from, what religion, we need oxygen. It's common. If it was contaminated, it would hit every one of us. Indiscriminate. So we should realize that when we want the mercy of Allah, we should begin to care for others. This is why, if you look at the hadith, the Prophet says that Iman, a sign of a believer, the, the, the Iman is of seven several categories right one narration says 70 something categories right the last category that is mentioned is listen to how beautiful this is the prophet says to remove a harmful object from the path of the people is a sign that you're a believer wow wow the path of the people 
So people are walking. Who are they? My friends will walk. My enemies will walk. The rich will walk. The poor will walk. Muslims will walk. Christians will walk. Everybody else will walk. And whoever will walk. And guess what I did? I cared enough for them to remove the harm that was on the path because it might damage the vehicle of the Jewish man behind me. And I actually took it away. Wow. Did you hear what happened? I actually removed it. Because... I didn't have a guarantee as to who is coming or going. I did it for Allah. I did it because my maker says, when you care for others, it's a sign that you believe in the maker of whom you are caring for. Do you see the common factor? And this is where we're going wrong. Many of us, I need to look into myself as well at times. Many of us are selfish. And it's easy for you and I to say, I'm not selfish. Think about it. Just like many of us are racist, it's easier for us to say, no, we're not. Think about it. Think very carefully. I'm going to give you one question. You see, many of us come from tribes and places and clans and so on. Don't all our clans think we are better than those? That is the problem. That is a major problem. The minute you think my village is better than another, the minute you think that I am better than the other, Wallahi, you have a huge disease with your Iman and your connection with Allah and the mercy of Allah will not come to you as quickly as it should because you need to rectify your heart. The condition of the heart is still wrong. So the minute I think, you know what? Yes, mashallah, I come from this place, but mashallah, the others, they are also very good people, etc., etc. Now we're in business. What type of business with Allah? Tijara Allah. We're in business with Allah. No matter who you are, you could be local, foreign, outside, refugee, non-refugee, wealthy, this clan, that group, this. Wallahi, the moment you think my type of people are better than the other, it is the disease that Islam came to fight. Unfortunately, nearly all of us are guilty of this. And I'm not going to make exceptions here. Because if I do, we won't work on it. But the reason why I'm not making an exception is even I need to work on this. Constantly, up to the point of death, because shaitan keeps on coming to you. You know, it shows clearly sometimes in your life, your child wants to get married to someone perhaps totally different from you, from another part of the globe. And suddenly the first thought in your head, how can I allow this? That is jahiliyyah. That thought itself will already keep the mercy of Allah away because you're failing your test. Come on. What are you supposed to look at? Go back to the hadith. Check it out and follow it. This is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So my brothers and sisters, this is why I say when we talk of pride, arrogance, racism, etc. Many times we all think, yeah, I'm not a racist, you know. Sit and think about it. When you think about your behavior, think about your attitude, think about your thoughts, you will come right. And don't ever think when something is being spoken about that this is not referring to me. You know, people tell me, did someone tell you what to say? And I'm sure it happens with a lot of the imams. No one told them what to say. They just got up and thought to themselves, SubhanAllah, we'll talk about this. I wanted to talk today about how to earn the mercy of Allah, how to get your dua responded and so on, and how to become a better person because we're all in the house of Allah. What do we want? We want a bit of encouragement. So I will never come up here and start dooming someone and start attacking someone else. 
Because that's not what people would like to hear. That's not what the guests of Allah need to hear from the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'd rather come in and show you where is the mercy of Allah. Because I need it as much as you do. This is why I say, my brothers, my sisters, Allah knows my needs. Allah knows my needs. And I really don't need to call out to Allah for Him to know my need. He knew it before I called out to Him. But He wants me to call out to Him. He's made it an act of worship. So it brings me to another point. You want the mercy of Allah? Do something unique. Something unique. You know when we commit a sin, we commit sins secretly, privately. We don't want people to know what we've done. Especially when it's a big deal, a big sin. We don't want people... Why don't we do good deeds, a few of them, that are also a secret between you and Allah? Try it out. SubhanAllah. No one knows you do this. I recall a story, someone here in Cape Town, where this certain uncle used to give something every week to poor families without people knowing. One example, it's only one, there are so many others, even if it's a smile or whatever else it is, Allah knows you've helped someone, you did something good. And the day he passed away, that is the only time that people started thinking, you know what, how come this stopped? And when they started hunting, some time later, the news got back to the family that, you know what, this uncle used to actually give this family, that family, that family, and no one knew. Now he's gone, subhanAllah. Imagine... The day that the sins of the same person come up, they were done in secret and no one knew besides Allah. And then suddenly on the record, there are so many good deeds that no one knew besides Allah. Oh Allah, that's my secret between you and I. Isn't that going to be a means of bringing forth the mercy of Allah? Isn't that going to be a means of bringing forth the mercy of Allah? Don't want to brag and boast about what good you've done. Although sometimes if there is an encouragement in it for others, you may do it. It's not wrong. But sometimes you need to do something no one knows and keep it constant, constant. Wallahi, not only will you feel the mercy of Allah in this world, but even in the hereafter. Because Allah is more merciful than you and I. And Allah rewards better than you and I. If you are a wealthy, multi-billionaire and one day you were stuck somewhere and someone stopped and they didn't know who you were and they helped you and they did everything for you and they repaired your vehicle and told you, Uncle, you may now leave and you left. What would you do? You know you're a multi-billionaire. You're going to want to reward this guy even if he didn't know who you were. You see all the smiles. You know why we're all smiling? We're waiting for that day. Now like Ram sees. And you know what? Suddenly you get a certain amount of money and suddenly you have this and that. How excited, how excited would you be? I want to ask you, how much went from the wealthy person? Very little. For them it was a negligible amount, right? You know what? Allah tells us through the blessed lips of Muhammad wasallam that if all, all mankind from the beginning of humanity right up to the end were to ask Allah everything they wanted and Allah was to give them absolutely everything that they asked for it would not be in the kingdom of Allah subtracting more than what 
the head of a needle subtracts when it's put into the ocean. Did you hear that? And then we think that we're a big deal and we don't need a relationship with Allah. So my brothers and sisters, let's promise that we're going to develop a relationship with Allah. We start off with this little farm, we develop our attitude, we eradicate bad habits. Like I said, pride. Pride is something Allah says, in Allah, لَا يُحِبُّ it's one of the verses where Allah says Allah does not like those who are deceitful, arrogant. Allah doesn't like them. If Allah doesn't like you, imagine someone comes up to you and says, Hey, I don't like you. you. You're going to think the man is mad. But when Allah says, I don't like someone, He mentions characteristics. The reasoning behind it is He wants you to make sure that you're not from among those. That's the reason. So develop this. And then I want to end off by saying, my brothers, my sisters, As-Salah, 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 As-Salah. Remember, the key to success is your five daily prayers. You may not see the light when you're young. As you're growing old, it will keep you away from sin. It will keep you away from so much. It will develop your link with Allah. You grow. The mercy of Allah descends. It is a relationship with Allah that just you know and Allah knows. So I really ask you to look into how you fulfill your salah and to improve on that. And I remind myself about the same. We should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we definitely need to make sure that we do better when it comes to salah. In this way, inshallah, we will be earning the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is only a tip of that huge iceberg, but at least we've started it. I ask Allah to have mercy on us. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us on a Friday like this in His house to soften our hearts so that we can become better people, so that we can deserve the mercy of Allah. And Allah is such, even if we don't deserve the mercy, He still gives us at times. But imagine if you are trying to earn the mercy of Allah, He will never let you down.